Hey there. Thanks for joining us for the latest podcast from Resound Church. We really believe that together we are better, and our heart is to reach, send, nurture, and disciple people as they become all that God has intended them to be. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or head over to our website, resound.church forward slash app, to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Well, today I get to bring us around our final instalment of our Occupy series. We've heard from Trent and from Ruth the last couple of weeks, and I get to talk to you today um, about just a slightly different perspective than what they brought. As we've been going through this series, I've been thinking about what does Occupy mean to me? And, and the best example I could think of was um, you know, when we live somewhere, we can either just just live there or we can occupy that space. And I, I was reminded that our behaviour is actually different. So if we visit a place, so if we go somewhere, we tend to pack a bag and take some essentials. For me, those essentials would include my makeup and my hair straightener. Don't leave home without it. Um, some essential clothes, but usually we pack them into a bag. There's a, a We compartmentalise our life at that moment in time into what fits into a bag. But, you know, if we move in and occupy a space or we move in and occupy our homes, it's different. It is all in. It's like everything's got to go with us. There's no compartment that gets left behind. What we don't bring with us, we've got to get rid of. And so if we're occupying a house, we're moving into a house to make it a home, we've got to bring furniture, we've got to bring all of our clothes, we've got to bring all of the appliances, all the books, all the sentimental things, all the stuff we've spent a lifetime, um, you know, uh, getting together and, and, and having part of our lives, you know, all those papers that we may not have thrown out, but, you know, it's too hard to go through them. So we pack them up in a box and we move them. And and so the difference is there's not a compartment to us when we move in somewhere, when we occupy somewhere. The definition that you might have seen on our social media for occupy has been this, to reside or have one's place. There is a difference when we visit somewhere or when we occupy. And when it comes to our relationship with God, God doesn't want to be somebody that just visits us. He wants to occupy us. That means everything, the good, the bad and the ugly, he wants to be part of. He doesn't want to just visit us when things are good. He doesn't want to just jump into our lives when we, you know, call out, hey, I need you right now. No, he wants uh, uh, to occupy our lives. I remember when we moved here um, and we packed up all our stuff in Torquay. When we moved out of our house, um, we actually had nowhere to go. We had no residence here in Melbourne. And so uh, we were about to go on holidays for a few weeks. So, you know, we were a little bit stressed, but not, it wasn't desperate. And so we actually packed up all of our house, moved it into a storage unit and went on holidays, came back, found out we'd got a house in the meantime to rent and and were able to move into that a couple of weeks later. Um, But when we moved into that first house, into that rental, not everything got unpacked. It was like only the essential stuff that we couldn't live without got unpacked, but there were 
boxes that were hidden away in the shed that didn't get unpacked. But when we bought our house, it was different. You know, we packed up, we moved into our house. It's like every box got attacked. Every box got um, ripped apart. Everything got moved out of it. There was a difference because we weren't just visiting a place or it wasn't a temporary residence. No, we were putting down roots. This is going to be our home. This is not just a place we were going to dwell in for a certain amount of time. It was about putting down roots and going, no, we've moved here. We're here here. We're all in in this moment. And so everything got unpacked. As I said, God wants to occupy us and he just doesn't want to sit on the fringes and be pulled in from time to time. No, he wants to be in and through everything. Essentially what this series has, um, I guess, taken us through are these things, that we would understand who God has made us to be. Who we as people have access because of our relationship with God, who we have access to, how he helps and assists us. And Ruth spoke on the Holy Spirit last week. And then what we can do when we partner with God. You know, the church is called to look at the city the way that Jesus looked at the crowd. Matthew nine thirty-five to 38. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out the workers into his harvest field. Do you ever wonder what it must have been like to watch Jesus minister while he was here on earth? I wonder what it was like to be a bystander, to see him as he went around. You know, this, this scripture talks about that he saw the crowd and he, was, he, he um, empathised with the crowd. He felt that they were like sheep without a shepherd. It's like they were all together, but they didn't have anybody leading them. They didn't know which way to go. Despite Jesus looking at the crowd in that moment, he also saw the individual. And time and time and time again, we read through the word where Jesus, you know, will be in a crowd of people, but he singles out the individuals. You know, there's something in that for us. You know, we can be surrounded by so many different people, but God wants us to see the one. He doesn't want us to look past um, the crowd. He doesn't want us to look past the individual. He wants us to see and, and get to know people on a personal level. You know, when Jesus ministered, he went. You know, it says he went to the churches. He went to the main cities. I love that it talks about that he went to the villages as well. It didn't matter how large a space or how many people were in that space. He was willing to go, even if it was just for the one. He didn't want anybody to miss out on hearing his message. And during his time on earth, he taught, he ministered, he healed people. He saw people not with a glance, but he saw them for who they really, really were. He had compassion on them. You know, he saw their despondency. He knew their pain. He saw that they were lost. We're not called to be Jesus, but we are called to be a people who point people to him. 
when we are occupied with what's important to God, we too will see individuals. You know, as I said before, we normal situations when we're going about our everyday life, not in restrictions, we have interactions with people all the time. And there are certain individuals that God will highlight at different times that we need to pay attention to. We need to get to know them more than just a hi, how you going? Yeah, I'm good. But a, hey, how are you really doing? You know, the church is to occupy the world in which we live and our influence ought to be felt in the places in which we dwell. If we move on from the scripture that I just read, we turn the page to the next chapter. The verses continue this way and it says, The prayer was no sooner prayed than it was answered. Jesus called 12 of his followers and sent them into the ripe fields. He gave them power to kick out the evil spirits and to tenderly care for the bruised and the hurt lives. This is the list of the 12 he sent. Simon, they called him Peter or the rock. Andrew, his brother, James, Zebedee's son, John, his brother, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, the tax man, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who would later turn on him. Jesus sent his 12 harvest hands out with this charge. Don't begin by traveling to some far off place to convert unbelievers. And don't try to be dramatic by tackling some public enemy Go to the lost, the confused people right here in the neighborhood. Tell them that the kingdom is here. Bring health to the sick, raise the dead, touch the untouchables, kick out demons. You have been treated generously, so live generously. Where do you dwell? Who are the people that are in that surrounding that you're there? Is it family? Is it friends? Is it neighbours? And what's the greatest um, need where you dwell? What's God asking you to do about it? You know, we don't earn influence. It's given to us by God. And, and um, we have influence in the very place where we dwell. Now, that doesn't just have to be restricted to our homes, but in every area of our lives. Our influence should be felt. Too often we act like visitors in a place, blinded to the things that may be going on, not wanting to get involved because it might be a bit messy, not wanting to truly know who people are. But it could be that we are the very people that God has put in those situations to bring healing, to bring comfort, to bring friendship and love. I love hearing the stories of how people are reaching out in this time. Um, I know for us as a family, you know, there's a couple of houses that we've just been doing little random acts of kindness for and we had this couple across the road that moved in and we didn't know who they were. We hoped it was their move-in day but we weren't sure. Um, we'd seen a truck and so we're like, oh, maybe it is and we made some muffins and took it over. You know, about a week or two later they came and they knocked on our door and... Um, they brought with them chocolate and, and all sorts of stuff for us. And they just said, you know, we've never had a welcome to the neighbourhood like we got. You don't even know us, but you brought muffins. It was just our way of saying, hey, welcome to the neighbourhood. We hope you settle in quickly. And if you need anything, we're just across the road. We don't know what one single 
um, piece of kindness that we show to somebody might do in their life. As the church, we are called to make disciples, to invade and occupy and to bring glory to God in and through the spheres we're involved in. What if we were to make Jesus' last command our first response? Just prior to Jesus going back to heaven, he said these words. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority on heaven and on earth. Therefore, go, go and make disciples to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You know, go and make disciples. Here we go. It's not sitting and people will come to you. And sometimes that happens. But for the majority of times, we have to go. You know, if we hadn't taken um, muffins to our neighbours that moved in across the road, we may never have met them because they didn't know that who we were and we didn't know who they were, but we decided to go. Jesus says that we are to go. Discipleship, you know, this this scripture talks about go and make disciples. Discipleship is not an optional extra. It's an essential element to our relationship. We never actually graduate from being a disciple. Do you know that? But as a disciple, we can actually be a discipler. And it doesn't matter where on our journey that we are, each of us carries influence because of Christ living in us to go and spread the good news of the gospel, to go and love on people, to go and teach and and tell people about who Jesus is. We are called to go. In every sphere where we are involved, it has an opportunity of having God involved in it. Do you know that? Every situation, every area that you find yourself, God can be involved in. God doesn't leave us out by ourselves too. I love that part at the end of the scripture where he says, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So God doesn't leave us out on a limb by ourselves. He says that he's going to be with us. He assures us, actually. God doesn't ask us to reach out to others so we can fail. And not every interaction we have with people where we're telling them about Jesus sees the fruit of of those people understanding that in that moment. But he still says to go. And when we go, we're to give glory to God, you know, for the good things that happen, to give him glory. The church is meant to occupy the space where it is planted, to influence, change and transform it by the presence of God there. John 14 verses 15 to 17 in the Amplified says, And if you really love me, you will keep and obey my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counsellor, strengthener, standby to be with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive and take to its heart because it does not see him or know him but you know him because he the Holy Spirit remains within you continually and will be in you the Holy Spirit will help us 
You know, it is said that there are seven culture-shaping areas of influence, or sometimes known as mountains, over each society that need to be conquered. They are church, family, education, government, media, arts, and commerce. These seven areas influence society. Each of them is representatives of areas where we find ourselves in. Each of them holds influence in the world. But you know what, in in all of this, sometimes we look at just church to be the influence there. You know, if, if this season of COVID and restrictions has taught us nothing else, it's this, that church is not limited to a building. You know, um, I prayed it even as we were um, transitioning from our worship this morning that God is not restricted to moving in a certain place. He can be in and through every situation. Um, We downplay sometimes the power of God and put limitations or expectation of limitations going, well, God can't enter into that situation. But these um, seven areas are able to be influenced by each of us going in. You know, not every single one of us is called to pastor a church. But you know what? You are called to be in the education system, to input into lives there, to bring hope and instill um, and bring out the best and as you're educating those that are in those areas, in the arts. You know, Christians should be the ones that are are getting a download from heaven, from the creator of how things are to go out in the arts. We, as Christians, should be the best songwriters. We should be the best artists. We should be the most creative because we are connected to the creator. Let's not restrict God's moving of his Holy Spirit into one area, but let him be involved in all areas. There is a place for everybody to find salvation. And Jesus' invitation to follow him is not restricted to just the lucky ones. It's an invitation that is extended to all people. I'm going to invite Mick and Sim to come back. Occupy. Our series has been on Occupy. And I've been really challenged with this thought. Could the very reason we feel displaced in life be because we haven't truly understood who God is in our lives? We've allowed him to walk alongside us, but not to dwell within us, not to occupy us. God doesn't want us to pick and choose when we pick him up and when we don't. He wants to be in every area. He wants us to use the influence in the place where we have been planted to bring glory to his name and to show people who he is. That means in the marketplace. That means in our families, in our neighbourhoods. God gives us the ability to have influence in all of those spheres, to bring about change and transformation. We are called to occupy, not to just stand on the edge looking in to see what could be, but actually to go in and dwell, to go in and occupy. In the beginning, God made uh, the heavens and the earth and he made man. And what did he say to them? 
He said that we were to have dominion and to be fruitful and to multiply. Then we read in the New Testament about the holy invasion when the Holy Spirit comes and can dwell within us. The ultimate goal of that divine invasion, Jesus and the Holy Spirit on earth, is that we might be empowered to do what we had proved unable to do previously. There are things we can't do on our own, but we need the Holy Spirit to dwell within us so that we can do those things. And the new command is the great command, that we would go and make disciples. Go. What is our response going to be? Will you be somebody who occupies all that God has laid before you? Who can you love? Who has God put in your path that He is wanting you to minister to? Who can you take Jesus to? Remember, He said, Go. We are to go and occupy the very spheres of influence that God has enabled us to walk in. Come on, let's pray. Lord, each one of us, you've enabled us to be placed in situations, in circumstances, in spheres of influence, Lord, where you want to break out and do something. And Lord, we don't want to be a people that restrict that. Lord, we want to be occupied by you so we can take you in to every one of those situations. God, we want to be ones that take you to our families and to our friends. God, we want to be ones that take you, God, to our neighbourhoods. We want to be ones that take you to the marketplace. We want to be ones that take you into those seven spheres of influence, Lord, where change, cultural change can happen. God, the very things that you want to happen can happen. Lord, we want to be a people who know you, that can hear your voice. God, we want to be a people who allow you to occupy us. And so, Lord, I pray as you have spoken over these three weeks, I pray we would not be a people that just hear and then don't do. But, Lord, you would be, in a sense, on our case to actually go and do. God, you would go and do with it. We would take you into all those areas. God, we would be attentive to your Holy Spirit to reach out, God, to reach out and to fulfill the great commission that you left us with. Lord, we want to be a people that understand you more so we can then take you out. Lord, we want to have a fresh and new revelation of who you are. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week, there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.